Welcome to Trinity Radio. I am Braxton Hunter, and with me today, as always, is Dr. Jonathan Pritchett. Welcome to the show, Dr. Pritchett. Hey, it's good to be back. We missed a week. Yeah, and uh, Slam RN is here, Nick is here, Rich is here, and others are here as they come strolling into the show. Yeah. Jonathan's day to prepare a topic is the Friday live stream most of the time. And today we're talking about Jonathan's favorite YouTuber. My favorite? Well, one of my favorite Every YouTubers. week, I at least once, I hear about something that Ian Crossland has said. If you don't know who Ian Crossland is, he is the lovable... Um, Hippie co-host of Timcast IRL. Yeah, sidekick to Yeah, Tim he's kind of like me. You know, he's, he's the, uh, <coughs> the sidekick guy. Uh-oh, you know? I'm hearing that we're not hearing anything. Can anyone hear us? Yeah, it's... Testing, testing. We should be going out. Check yeah. on your phone, Pritchett. I hear everything Nick says, so we're good. Okay, oh, yeah. Slam RN. Turn on your speakers there, friend. Okay, Pritchett, yeah. uh, open things up for us. Yeah, so it's no uh, mystery. Those who follow this program know that um, I do watch uh, TimCast IRL sometimes on weeknights. It's an entertaining show. Uh, they discuss news, politics, but a lot of times worldview issues come up. And uh, at a previous live stream we examined some of the statements that were made by tim pool and i thought that we would revisit some of the statements uh made by the co-host because yeah. when i when i hear things i i think one of the most recent ones was like at the end of may i'll write it down the the uh, the date of the episode that where they say something that i thought was interesting where they brought up a bunch. theological stuff and, and, and they do that a bunch and so i i've taken out some clips because um Ian, I love Ian. Great uh, personality. He's a super nice guy. Most of the time he can get irritable like we all can. Even Braxton gets irritable on, on occasion. But, um, you know, he, he kind of reminds me of, of people I went to high school with. Uh, some of the, the guys like uh, the hippie stoner crowd, you know, and I used to run with them and uh, do Somehow things. Somehow I don't that, think he'd be offended by hearing that because yeah. that's part of what we want to say is from Pritchett's impressions this is a lovable side figure yeah. uh, that he enjoys his takes because they're entertaining I, yeah and, and I have daring a, yeah and of course are you familiar with dungeons and dragons never heard of it yeah you of course i know yeah dungeons so and there's dragons. a game mechanic where if you roll like a 20 on the d20 die you you perform like a super feat mm -hmm. and if you roll a one mm -hmm. you uh it's like a mishap so mm -hmm. it's like this interesting game mechanic that that keeps things interesting right yeah and so they're always talking about sometimes ian makes comments and they say man you rolled a 20 that's a brilliant roll oh yeah so he, so, but he's rolling so often that eventually you're gonna sometimes he rolls a one and so they'll put in the chats like he'll say something and everyone's like that's a one mm. you know and the chat will light up with a bunch of ones it's we, just as now that everyone's bashing indiana jones and i may be among them soon uh, at least not not indiana jones in you hope not though i hope not yeah but but everybody is giving their own opinions ahead of time and so i'm assigning them one through five crystal skulls based on their opinion. If you just out of hand say that crystal skull is just this terrible movie with no redeeming qualities, then you get one crystal skull only. Yeah. Uh, but, but if, but you could bash crystal skull. I understand. Um, and still get maybe four crystal skulls. But anyway, um, yeah, I am not one of those who gets upset about the nuking the fridge thing. No, I thought that whole first section was pretty good. Yeah. I, I, it's uh, okay. So, um, 
Indiana Jones is a movie where they rip hearts out and the guy still lives to be lowered in lava and people's faces are melting off because yeah. they open the Ark of the Covenant. But surviving a nuclear blast, that's that's too well, unrealistic. Or, or you can fall out yeah. of an airplane on a raft, on a raft yeah. and be fine. And the only thing that's complained about is they hate getting wet. Or you launch off they the... They hate flying yeah, and I hate you. You launch off the rails on the rail car and land yeah. perfectly yeah, yeah. in the gap. But but the nuking the fridge thing is a bridge too well, far Well, now, for come people. on. I would put, this is not the topic of the show, but Ian, <laughs> Ian might... Ian, Ian might Appreciate this. I, I actually think that's a little more believable than coming out of the airplane. In a, in a, I'm trying to find one that I think is parallel to the refrigerator, and I think that's pretty close. But yeah. in any case. But um, Indiana Jones is also, I mean, it's it's a show that presupposes supernatural worldview, right? It's a, The movie series yeah. does presuppose that if you if you actually drink from the, uh, um, the chalice of Christ, right? Uh -huh. The Holy Grail, so to speak. You'll live forever, provided you don't go across the Great Seal. Right. Pritchett, uh, Nick wants you to come back on his show. Okay, well, uh, All right. set it up. So let's get to the first video yeah. of Ian. So Ian, set this up. yeah, Ian, uh, I can't remember which is the first video, but um, Ian uh, rolls a lot of ones when he talks about Christianity. And mm -hmm. some of the things he says kind of comes from the Dan Brown School of Theology, Right. It's like even Bart Ehrman doesn't want a piece of some of the stuff that he says. Um, and so people do try to correct him on the show. Right. Mm -hmm. So but I, I think that, you know, we've tried to campaign to get IP or even us, you know, on mm -hmm. the show to, mm -hmm. to, to help talk through. Some We'd of like issues, to talk so. to you, Ian or P Tim, if you see this. Yeah. So we, we'd love to, to, to have a chat. But he he. Uh, he talks about some things, and so we're going to respond and try to try to help. Okay. Well, since you don't know, since you don't know what's coming, let's just go ahead. And Dosage, you know, don't yeah. eat three hits of acid. Is basically what he's telling them. <laughs> don't go slow. And she's yeah. like, you know what? I'm going to eat that because I think the fruit is uh, the psilocybin mushroom or the amanita muscaria. You know they talk about the tree of life and the tree of. Uh, knowledge of good and evil, I think is what the two different trees mm -hmm. were the mushrooms that grew that had the chemicals mm. that basically gave these animals consciousness. Mm. And uh, she overdosed. She took a huge dose of it. And then Adam's like, what? And she's like, Adam, we are. And he's like, what? Uh? And then he's like, all right, I'll join because he loved her so much. He's like, I want to understand what you understand. And mm. God's like, this is going to change everything. Do not, don't go down that so path. I'll explain but, it yeah. from Ian's perspective. So the aliens came to Earth and were doing genetic experiments and they created these little, like, you know, human monkey dudes. And then they were just like, you no eat mushroom. No, no. And then he leaves. And then one dude comes in. He's like, you should totally do it. And then the female's like, oh, and eats it. And the male's like, oh, and then eats it. And they're like, what just happened, dude? I'm naked. So they're talking about the. the Where is the he guard. getting this secret yeah. knowledge? Yeah, what, what, what? they were tripping on shrooms. In the, yeah, in the, the, the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was drugs, basically. Yeah. But but where does he claim to be? Is this What is he doing here? Is he claiming that he thinks this is what happened? A possible just-so story? What's the context for yeah, this? Yeah, uh, so, so they're talking about the fall, and then he chimes in. He's like, here's what might have happened. Yeah, with, with, with what might have happened. But his, his point is... That somehow their the consciousness of of uh, Adam and Eve was elevated by, because of the psilocybin in yes, the shrooms. Yes, and so 
uh, Seamus takes exception to that with, uh, he's the Catholic on the program, that somehow they, but this is a view that, uh, you know, I have heard certain Christians say that, that it wasn't so much of a fall as it was an increase because, I mean, there are even Christians who say that they've gained something from, from that. They gained a higher understanding or, or whatever. And I don't, that's not a majority Christian view, but there are Christians who do affirm that as well as they get into talking about Adam, the reason why he ate was because he did not want to have his wife be on her own in, in that. Yeah. It was, it was a mercy, it? huh? Yeah. But yeah. I don't, I don't know that I affirm nah, that at all. Nah, they're both sinners. Yeah. yeah. They committed a sin. Both yeah, of them. They knew what they were doing. So, um, the reason why I brought this clip in is because sometimes people want to riff on, stories in the Bible and try to add their own things because they don't necessarily believe in the stories. Right. So it just becomes fan fiction. Right. So why not have them trip on shrooms? And, and the whole point is an elevation of human consciousness at that point. But that's not the purpose of the fall. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, the reason why that story is included is to explain the universality of sin and death as a consequence of disobedience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, in fact, if people are interested, Braxton has done an entire verse-by-verse <clears throat> -verse commentary on this channel. On, yeah. on we didn't bring psilocybin into it, like, at all. Really? You didn't find any sort of textual variants that <laughs> talked about that? I also don't believe in mushroom Jesus. But, by the way, Elizabeth Baines is here. Elizabeth, I know you've been on here plenty, and I'm wondering if you are the same person who was making a film for a major streaming channel, you were going to be a character in a film. Could have been somebody else. In either case, we're happier here. And she says, because aliens that made humans and then never revealing themselves ever again is far more believable than God, angels, and demons. Right. Sarcasm. All right. So should we go on to the next clip? Uh, there's really nothing to comment well, on there. Richo, Richo, Richo Cat helped me out. See, I come from the world of D6, from the old West End games. And so they called the ones the mishap. And then the sixes were something like a beat or whatever. Um, but he said that, and so this is, I've been fact-checked, that uh, in D20, uh, 20 is a critical hit, and a 1 is a fumble. So Okay, well, Elizabeth, okay, Braxton at uh, trinityradio.org. Email me at Braxton. If you're able to tell me, I would really love to know what, what film one of our fans, or fans, one of our listeners is in. Okay, anyway, if yeah, you can't, so, though, I get it. Yeah, so um, with, the, with, with the story of Adam and Eve, though, um, not so much, uh, it was a fall because they, they were in the presence of God. Mm -hmm. Had they continued in obedience and ate from all the things that God had provided for them, mm -hmm. they would have continued to live and have access to the tree of life. But it was because they were deceived and then they disobeyed, or Eve was deceived and then they disobeyed, mm -hmm. that they lost that communion with god you know mm -hmm. who would walk in the garden mm -hmm. you know so to speak yeah metaphorically they're removed from yeah. that however yeah. you understand the story yeah and now they stand condemned right as does as does the humanity Human in race. which he was the federal head mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. that's the purpose of that story the, the purpose of the story is not to say mankind became elevated it, it wasn't an increase it, it was a fall because we we had you know humanity and adam had a communion and relationship with God that has been severed because of that. All right. Next thing. Are we ready to move on? We are ready. Okay.
And uh, stay with me. We were kind of ready to move on. Number two. Number two. Yeah. Here we go. Wait, where is it? I see a little. That, well, I, I that's think what I'm thinking. This is where I keep coming to. I think what's happening is there's the the, the Catholic, the, the Christian conservative that says that a spirit impregnated Jesus's mother that somehow. And it's like, I'm into reality. So if a guy's going to say a boy is a girl, I'm into reality. A boy is a boy. And spirits do not impregnate women. You need male sperm. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, the, the, the virgin birth did happen and the incarnation is the pivot of history. But you're right. One of those things is fantastical. And one of them <laughs> is the miracle that, that uh, uh, directs the entire course of history. What's, but you've got to admit, but, like, but it's, saying I that just, God could impregnate a woman's body is mythical. That's fantastical. What? I, 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 I think that you're in two separate categories and you're conflating these things. I'm trying to find a solution between the well, magical I'll, I'll, thinking. But they're, of, no, but they're not I'll explain it to you. Agree with that, but I also I believe in God. So I think so, there so, is a so, God. All right, so hold. On. They're definitely different categories, but different ways of kind of taking leaps of assumption about things that I think are patently impossible. I, I've seen I've never seen an, an inkling of evidence that is, that God could impregnate a human body. Uh, is it possible we live in a simulation? Yeah. Could the person in control of the simulation alter the code on a whim to say impregnate a woman? Yeah, but you got to say that yeah, the yes, possibility yeah. of being in a simulation oh, is oh, oh, near oh. zero. <clears throat> okay, my initial thoughts on this. Yeah, this keeps coming up. I mean, this this keeps coming up. You've you've already talked about this in a separate video. I think it got. Could God could God make uh, a woman pregnant yeah. uh, with a male baby? Could He ensure? Could the Creator of all things, like He just says, I believe in God. Now, I know including he, the reproductive system and the sperms and the eggs. That, right, right, even, and the chromosomes and yeah. all that. You know, uh, thing about it is. I just did a video, as you say, uh, where I took a TikTok that I made that was banned on TikTok, where I basically just say the- Your first time getting banned. Vi yeah, first time ever being banned with anything other than like, oh, this person says- That's actually kind of impressive given that you're a Christian who talks about Christian <laughs> things, but- Maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not doing it good enough. It's like that apocryphal story about uh, John Wesley where he noticed that no one had been offended by anything he said or upset or- or, uh, you know, anything in like weeks. And he got down, he got off his horse and he started like praying and asking God to forgive him. He must not be preaching the truth hard enough or something. And somebody threw a rock at him and said, cut out all that religious talk. And he said, thank you, God. You know, I, I don't know if that's true, but I've, I've heard that story. But just in the video with uh, Dill Hunty, where Dill, where all I said, was I, I posited the very fringe position, apparently, according to TikTok, that maybe Jesus, just maybe Jesus wasn't, trans and uh got got nothing negative about the trans movement or gender ideology or anything and it got banned and then i paired it with matt dillahunty on youtube making exactly the same point that basically look if you're a christian and you believe that god created everything what's the big deal with him ensuring that a woman is pregnant with a male baby yeah it's like it doesn't it what like you, he just says well i believe in god well i don't know what he understands about god but if he understands about god that he's the creator of all things then you just don't have a case here. And if you want to say, well, that just seems so mythical. N not if you already believe that there is a God who made everything. And if he made everything, then why is it sound mythological or too far? Uh, he can make everything, but he can't make this. That's <laughs> one little thing. <laughs> yeah. that, you know, that, I, I don't know. Didn't yeah, so, it, you know, even atheist uh, Matt Dillahunty gave the same response you did, right? Right. It's like, once you grant to God, it's not impossible or far-fetched to even, you know, as, 
this is what I never understood about liberal Christianity either. Like, you know, they want to affirm some kind of deist God or whatever that created the universe or whatever, but yeah. then we just kind of get on with it with this religious book, you know, yeah. don't really believe all because the virgin birth is somehow too, you know, but once you grant God, why is a, a virgin birth is not, you know, a stretch. And I like some of the comments to this effect. C. Jones says, lol, God impregnates a woman. That's stupid, but aliens back in the garden. That's reasonable. And uh, yeah, and, uh, and in fact, I mean, as far as virgins getting pregnant, I mean, in vitro, can we can do that with science can, now. Why can can't the God scientifically of- make a woman pregnant with our feeble attempts? God couldn't do it his way. Yeah. Uh, New Testament theologist Nick Quint, glad you're putting your name on there, Nick, says the virgin birth is not a rock. So, by the way, I affirm the virgin birth. I, don't know I, I can, absolutely do you affirm. affirm the- I'm glad to hear you affirm the virgin birth, which I also affirm. Yes. The virgin birth is not a rock so big that God couldn't lift it. That's the point. There's nothing contradictory about it. That's also a good point. There's nothing contradictory uh, about the notion of, of God making a woman pregnant. That it is unique is interesting. And we could comment about its uniqueness in history that, you know, um, of all the births, there's one virgin birth that we know of in history, and that's Jesus's, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's unique, but impossible. He used the word impossible. Well, and the point we just made about how you could do it with science, yeah. Tim obviously knows this guy really well, right? Yeah. So he knows right where to go. He's like, well, what about simulation theory, which is something yeah. that everyone like Ian would love to talk about, whether they buy it or not. And he seems not or to IP. buy it or IP. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, OK, so you believe that if this were a simulation, that the simulators could inject some code. Now that woman's pregnant with a male baby, even though she never had contact with a man, uh, yeah. sexual contact with a man. Right. OK, but God can't. It's right. like, what? Yeah. what? Because that is a backdoor way of getting to the point that if there is a creator if there is a simulator they could do that yeah i mean it's one thing if you're in the critical scholarship to say well you know matthew and luke are the only two biblical documents that address the virgin birth Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and so you know it goes back to how reliable they are because paul doesn't talk about a virgin birth so you know so they so that's one thing that you could say but to say that it's just impossible. Yeah. Just, what What is your case that it's impossible? Right. What is your case? What yeah. you, you can't just say something's impossible. You can say I don't buy it. You can say I haven't seen enough good reason to believe it. But you can't say it's impossible unless you're ready to show us that it's impossible. Yeah. Now, as far as as far as why it's in Matthew and Luke, well, it's it. You know, biblical documents are occasional documents, right? <laughs> They're written for specific for purpose. purposes to a specific audience for specific situations. So. It wasn't germane to John's gospel because he's looking beyond Jesus. You know, that's that, that gets him more of the divinity. He goes beyond that to talk about how Jesus is the Logos, right? He goes bef- prior to, you know, uh, he, even the incarnation is in, in that RK, you know, was the Logos, you know, in the beginning. And so it wasn't germane to his gospel. And of course, Mark's largely Roman audience, as, as most scholars would say, you know, is the is the um, the blunt, rapid movement Jesus, right? He mm-hmm. did this, and immediately he went and did that, and then immediately he went and did that. It's straight to the point. That's why it's the you know the shortest one. Mm-hmm. Um, so Paul's epistles troubleshoot, so it just didn't come up. But that 
it's an argument from silence to say they didn't believe it. Right. You know, so you can listen to the same pastor preach all summer, every sermon, and you might not hear a sermon on the virgin birth. Right. You know, especially mean no one believe- he's already planning that for Christmas. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it doesn't mean he doesn't believe the virgin birth. Right. Right. Uh, honestly, honestly, atheist is here. Sup. And honestly, you can't say, see, here's the problem. We discovered this live on the air. You made the same mistake, Tim the Ancient, as much as we adore you. Hashtag IP on IRL sounds offensive to Ord IRL. (laughs) IP on IRL. It reminds me of those Calvin and Hobbes stickers people used to have on their truck. You know, cheesy, you know, trashy stickers. But uh, so you can't say IP on IRL. But what you can do um, is you can say JP on IRL or BH or even this is coming to me now. JP and BH on IRL. There you go. Or you could even do this. IP, BH, and JP on IRL. Yeah, or MJ, Michael Jones. I don't think there's a problem with that either. Yeah. Right. But the, the whole IP on Rogan was just No, funny. no, let's just, Michael Jones, it, it's too much confusion. It's too much possibility we might offend Ian. So let's just do, let's just do Braxton I'm not, and JP. We're trying to help Ian. We're trying to help me and you get on with Ian so we can help Ian. <laughs> <laughs> well, he may see this. I hope he does see it. And if so, yes, have IP on IRL. I'd love that. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. Uh, what now? We go to another one? Yep. I just... I just We're moving right along today. I messed up our screen again. You know, someone had asked in the comments, why are we talking about this guy? Yeah, I had that one. I was going to throw that up there. Yeah, throw good, that up there. Question. Because uh, I think it was... Uh, just start talking. one from Rich. But... Um, Literally tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people watch this. More people watch. No. (laughs) More people watch Timcast IRL than watch even the most popular Christian YouTubers. Mm -hmm. And this is what culture talks about. Mm -hmm. This is how culture talks about it. And so it is important to engage with those conversations. Well, right? it's like when I've done the TikTok things, people are always like, why are you doing this instead of like responding to someone who's putting out something more serious than, oh, Jesus is trans or whatever, you know? And, and it's because, well, yeah, this is these are kind of like the more the questions you might get or the thoughts that might cross people's minds that you might meet in the grocery store or whatever. Right. You know, so you do want to deal with those too. And, and in a certain sense, there are people out there who read a popular mechanics article about multiverse or something or simulation theory and they oh that's kind of interesting and it's a way to get into the discussion yeah yeah it's okay. not low-hanging fruit right it's just over there hanging fruit where yeah. we don't normally go well it's where it's where christians need to be because yeah. you can either occupy that space or not and that's you know the youtube is the public square and so i think it's important to engage with uh the voices that a lot more people engage with because that's more likely what you're going to get uh, right. than listening to whoever. But what people might want to know too is that Slam RN officially affirms the virgin birth and I can't say I've ever heard her affirm it. So I'm glad to know. I've always wondered. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Now yeah. let's get back to some video. here. You know, it really is a, a, a thing though. Um, assume Go ahead. Slam RN affirmed. The, I don't, I don't sit there and you can't assume Jonathan. I do because there are fifth graders who will tell you what that does to you. I understand. I've heard that before, but I want to believe that 
professing Christians believe what professing they Christians do. Of should course, believe. of course, Liam Warren affirms the virgin yes. birth, and of course, you should too, atheists out there. I'm looking at you honestly, atheists. It'd be great if by the end of this service you would affirm the virgin birth and pray to receive Christ and repent of your sins. We'll be hoping for that, and Jonathan will be secretly praying. For hey, that. well, Luke's I, I think Academy says New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary. My father-in-law is a professor yeah, here. Yeah, we know Luke. Harwood, yeah. And that's Adam, not him on the screen either. <laughs> yeah, that's Ian yeah. on the screen. But yeah, we love uh, your father-in-law. Um, he's been on our program. We His need book's to have right over there. Yeah. Well, I can't reach it. You almost can. <laughs> well, the, the force is failing me right now. I'm the force. To, you can. Okay, to, all right, here we go with Ian. Okay. That, well, I, I that's think what I'm thinking, th this is where I keep coming to. I think what's happening is there's the the, the Catholic, the, the Christian conservative that says that a spirit impregnated Jesus's mother that somehow, and it's like, I'm into reality. So if a guy. Oops. Sorry, guys, that was the wrong one. We already looked at that one. Hold up. Well, your, your production skills are. It's, look, I'm not up to capturing Christianity standards today. Yeah. But well, it's a you know, we need a producer. <laughs> what is this clip three? We're going to. Oh boy! Wait, this is like there is no other god before me, no false idols. I mean, the second commandment basically says that Christianity is blasphemous. You're not supposed to worship people. Are they worshiping people? Well, this Jesus people, the Christians worship a, a human. And the, the second commandment. Oh, he, you, you, you're, you're, you are incorrect. That's yeah. incorrect. Yeah, that's incorrect. Yeah, you shall not make for yourself a carved image, whether it's a human or a thing. You don't right, worship other people. Jesus was, Jesus was not was a God. Human. Yeah. Well, that's what they form. say. Yeah, they say he's a human that was also God. They but put at him on the same time, so the hypostatic nature. Exactly. It, the defies, it, defies, it defies the second commandment. You're not no, supposed to worship other people. No, but it, he's it God. He is fully God and fully human at the same time. So you worship fully God. Like it's, it's the, the, the word for it is hypostatic union because you cannot separate the two. So worshiping Jesus, I'm Catholic. That's why I know this. Um, worshiping Jesus, you are worshiping God. He is the son of God. He is part of the Trinity. Father, son, and Holy Spirit are all one, three in one. So it's not worshiping a person. It is worshiping God. It's worshiping a person, a person, God, and you can't, the spirit all at once. So yeah, it is like, a person. No, no, no. In your, Father, in son, and Holy Spirit are all three all three it's three in one it's the trinity it is god god took the form of a man to come to earth as jesus christ but you are you, it's not separated it's not like oh his body was human and his <clears throat> his spirit was god he was both fully god and fully man so worshiping and, and jesus is worshiping god and okay so you know uh, interesting uh, just before we get to that a lot of uh, a lot of folks think that in within christian circles think that like movies depictions of jesus and paintings of jesus and things like that are also mm -hmm. should be forbidden mm. right mm -hmm. um so i don't um i think that's part of the in incarnation is to become you know ennobling human endeavor and representation which art does mm -hmm. and so i don't i don't think of a depiction of jesus as something that that that, that, that people are going to worship you know mm -hmm. what i mean and now we do know that that there are certain people that may venerate certain things but but not not worship and yeah. so uh, this is actually something that that uh, in, in a lot of reform circles they'll talk about as well like should you watch the last temptation of christ or the chosen series because it depicts jesus and that's 
you know, well, that's, that's there's that's a different a reason not to watch The Last Temptation of Christ if you have scruples about someone. Saying, I, I meant the Passion of Christ. The Passion. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 What did I say? The, the Scorsese film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, is that got Willem Dafoe in it? Yeah, Willem. All right, C. Jones says something interesting here. Let's have a prayer meeting for Ian. Everyone to Evansville, Indiana. Will you can come here in heart and skeptics and unbelievers just appreciate that this is something that we believe and we do. So I'm going to pray for Ian right now. Bow your heads and close your eyes, or don't. Let's pray. Father, I pray that you would um, bring Christian influences and Christian uh, and and bring ideas to him through people and through. Uh, the internet. I pray that he would uh, have a soft heart to these things. I pray that he would um, see them in a new light. I pray that for Tim as well. And I pray that you would use the influences that they have, the friends that they've made who are Christians, as it seems like is happening to a certain degree already on the show. I pray that you would uh, bring that in a, a an obvious way into his life, that he can't deny that uh, Christianity is true and that it is making a powerful impact in the world and that much of what he already affirms probably is because of the culture that is so Christianized. But Lord, I pray that you would convict him strongly in this very moment. I pray that for all unbelievers that hear this video and we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, Ian can be forgiven for not understanding the hypostatic union or the Trinity for that matter. Mm -hmm. Um, and bless her heart, the, the Catholic lady did her best, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Did a pretty good job, in my opinion, you know, trying to sort these out. But a little bit of confusion about person, right? Because when we yeah. talk about the Trinity, you know, Father, Son, and Spirit, those are three separate persons, mm -hmm. but as one being God, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And when you talk about the second person of the Trinity, the, the Son— when you talk about him in his divinity and his humanity, given the incarnation. And so people will say fully God and fully man, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not like the ghost in the machine, right? Right. It's, it's, it's everything uh, to qualify you as man right. and the fullness of God. Uh, fully deity taking on an additional nature, right? doesn't transmorph into a, a, a new kind of thing, right? It's just taking on an additional nature. Mm -hmm. But this doesn't, this is not an offense to the prior Judaism. Jesus himself was a Jew. Mm -hmm. And he did have people giving him praise and adoration and worship and things like that in mm -hmm. his ministry and made divinity claims about himself, right? The power to forgive sin and so forth, right? That's, that's mm -hmm. the purview of God. So Jesus would not have violated the second commandment or have encouraged others to do that as well. Right. And sometimes when it looks like Jesus is defying something that the religious teachers say, it's because in some cases there was a, uh, a hedge put around the law. You know, the notion that, hey, not, I'm not talking about this particular issue, but like with the clean hands thing and all that. It's like there were things that were layered on to make sure you didn't violate the law. And so sometimes Jesus would, would cross those things. That's different. Yeah. So when you're worshiping the person Jesus, you're worshiping God in the second person of the Trinity. One being, second person within that being, right? You're not worshiping the humanity, of Jesus's body, his, his, his incarnate body, his flesh and blood and bones. That's not mm -hmm. what you're doing when you worship Jesus. Well, I and if he was standing in front of me in bodily form, I probably wouldn't mince words about it. I'd just drop and worship, you know. Yeah, even even uh, 
you know, John talks about falling flat like a dead man in Revelation. It, mm-hmm. It's it's not worshiping the stuff of the incarnate body or mm-hmm. even the glorified resurrected body. It's mm-hmm. the person, right? It's a worship of God. Well, the, imp- the importance that you're trying the to draw. Son. These are persons. Yeah. And, and here is the thing, and, and Slam our in hit on this is, you know, you've probably heard if you listen to worldview stuff like this on the internet, you've pe- heard people like Matt Dillahunty and then other people say, uh, you know, oh, uh, God had to uh, die on a cross for himself to pay a, a ransom to himself or whatever, all to, you know, all, basically the idea is he's doing all this to himself. But there are persons in the Trinity. And when Jesus is in the garden praying, he's not praying to himself. He's praying to the Father. And that's an important thing to keep to keep all this straight, right? Is because on Trinitarianism, we have three persons, one God, as you said. Yeah. Uh, one being, mm-hmm. being is one category, person another category. There's one being God who is three in person. Not, not three gods, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Three persons, mm-hmm. one God. Yeah. Uh, there was something. Uh, so honestly, Atheist says, I'm um, sorry, lol. If pressed, I would lean toward virgin birth being some variety of legendary development intended to fulfill prophecy and borrowed from similar popular divine parallelomania. And I just want to say about that, then uh, I hope you voted accordingly in the poll, and I hope we can change that the next time we do a poll with this. Honestly, Atheist, stick around, and I appreciate you showing up so much and so faithfully. He's one of the most faithful church attenders that I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, like one of those amphibious vehicles is fully a car and fully a boat. No contradictions. Uh, Have you seen? You know, my favorite is the the RV that you can drive into the water and it turns into a boat. An RV? Yeah, it's like a is couple, it a houseboat then? More or less. You can sleep a, on it in the water. A, it's a couple hundred thousand dollars, but. Wow, they've been around since like the. I, I think I first saw them like what in the early to mid two thousands. I don't and know. So, um, yeah, I would really like to have that. Are, are we listening to background music? No, right I was going to go look for a picture of that because that sounded interesting. But let's keep going with uh, Ian. I feel like the Romans, when they set up Catholicism, they made it the so Romans that it kept... The Romans did not set up Catholicism. That's not... Yeah, that's not yeah. how it goes. You don't think so? It wasn't the Council of Nicaea, 70 years after Christ's death, they... they no, it was... No, no, no. So the Council of Nicaea uh, was a bit after that, and this was yeah. not... Um, this was not set up... Like, yes, there was Roman involvement, but this is not something the Romans ran. This was the early Christians basically making a number of statements about their beliefs because they're like after the time like at the time of christ there were just a lot of grifters who were coming in and making up things that had nothing right. to do with christ's teaching <clears throat> so then books. the church had to sort this out and go like okay what is the actual official canon going to be what's going to be in the bible like how are we going to um declare our faith that type of thing but it well, was not the romans who said it what up. concerns me is the authority of the time that was setting it up made it seem that like weakness is key like in order to be a christian you have to be weak you have to be subservient to the authority and like no man power does control the world that's what you're saying tim like the left has understood this well, the power leads and we need that in christianity well because the we need we need to be more uh, triumphalist and uh, forceful, more pa- forceful bold, yeah. and even how far does he go with that? Well, yeah, I mean, Christians have tried that in the past. It wasn't very good, <laughs> you know, 
Um, but was it, it was just 70 years right after Jesus that that well, the and, Council of Nicaea? Well, yeah, uh, Seamus says it was a bit after that. Well, thankfully, they had their their fact checker producer yeah. guy say it was in 325. Yeah, that's right? a bit after. Right. So, yeah, um, the Romans didn't like invent Catholicism. Right. Right. It's like when Joe Rogan said that the, uh, Constantine like wrote the New Testament or something. <laughs> so yeah, every like, now and then you catch something again like even like bart Ehrman doesn't want to go there uh but but you do find that dan brownish kind of stuff all over the place mm -hmm. right it's mm -hmm. still out there mm -hmm. um now as far as the canon is concerned um there there was a lot of competing documents mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and 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 shavis was correct that th this was to officially you know say these are the texts of the canon mm -hmm. right but there were canon lists prior to that mm -hmm. i mean even marcion had a canon list right so there, there's several canon lists that, that developed over time and one of the criteria was it was either written by an apostle or a close associate of the apostle right mm -hmm. um it had to be in wide circulation wide use and so what, what these councils were doing... And uh, so it, it had to be widely distributed. It, yeah. it, it, it had to trace to an apostle or someone close to an apostle. And by yeah. the way, this you, there's a video where Bart Ehrman is talking about this with um, somebody. I think it might be Josh Bowen's wife. And he, and he says this. He's like, yeah, the, widely disseminated, uh, traced to as best we can an apostle or someone close to the apostle, and not contradict... Uh, Other... Uh, orthodox like held stuff like right. uh, or other the other documents that are already accepted now that's where you can well, that's where a lot of the debate happens is, yeah well, wait and, and of course christians brought in the as they understood the canon of the old testament that pretty much settled uh, yeah you, know. you can you can sit with this with the you know you can sit with the old testament because jesus comes into a world with scripture yeah already and that and so then it, you, you i mean you still could quibble about well the jews had all these books and some of them were just historical books that they appreciated then of course they're going to reference god but shouldn't necessarily be considered uh scripture and then you got others who say no no no, they should be considered you know books like uh and, and then you, you you could like we have historical books like the books of maccabees right yeah and they're not in our bible but, they are in the catholic but they're in the catholic yeah. bible and so there are discussions about old testament stuff and intertestamental stuff but really what we're talking about here is new testament stuff yeah and um and and they looked for what do they does it trace to an apostle or close to an apostle and also pointing to where they were in wide circulation is also helpful if you're trying like why were these ones in wide circulation well you could come up with other reasons but one of the reasons is because there's a tradition that this one goes back to this apostle or whatever yeah and and so when, when you start seeing Eusebius and others kind of talking about and and you could find what were the church fathers themselves quoting prior you know the anti nicene fathers quoting from right. What did they consider as authoritative? And so is the the canonization of the New Testament a messy process? Sure, it was. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, Jimmy Gray says, wasn't Nicaea predominantly about the canon? Yeah. Um, Hebrews. I love the book of Hebrews. Love the book of James. Love Revelation. Our friend, uh, the New Testament theologist, wrote a commentary on Revelation. Um, those were disputed. Second Peter, can you believe Second Peter? I mean, yeah, we went through all about that in the Jude series. Yeah, uh, and we disagree about about 
the order the which order. came first. Because Second Peter and Jude share such so much information, yeah. like like undeniably specific yeah. wording, that you have to either say you have to either say Jude wrote this first, which is what you say, and uh, and then and then Peter came along and and reworked it or, or wrote it wrote, you know added to and that sort of thing or you say jude is an expository sermon on second peter which and there are reasons to think so like i won't reproduce the jude series here but like peter saying these people will come yeah. and jude saying they have come and all, all these kind of things but the point of of so that he didn't make a case, the I canon a case. Was, he tacitly yeah. conceded my case just then go ahead no i didn't um, I mean, the point did. of the canon though <laughs> and and i see it is is rec is a recognition of what the majority of the church had agreed was scripture. Mm -hmm. So, you know, some, some, uh, like, uh, in the Reformed tradition, perhaps you'll find the more self authenticating nature of scripture mm -hmm. type arguments. Um, the more Catholic traditions will say the church determined the canon kind mm -hmm. of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, the, uh, the canon of scripture is just a part of the tradition that the church affirms. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas like mediating views among like myself, maybe Wesleyans would, you know, this people who adopt more of a prima scriptura would, you know, and we would say that the Holy spirit actively guided his, you know, the church into the canon. Yeah. This is an interesting question yeah. though, because we, I'm surely we've talked about this on here before, yeah, but several times. Uh, what? Several times. You know where I'm going to go? No. Okay, well then, then you don't know. Okay. <laughs> There's any number of ways you can if, go. If it. there was a second book of Romans, if we found that there was a oh, second yeah, yeah, book yeah. of Romans, and we just discovered it now, and and however this would have to occur, we, it, you know, the scholars that affirm the uh, the the certain letters of Paul, they all buy that this is certain. Paul too. Yeah, yeah they, they, they everybody agrees. So and, even the even even Nick Quint seven years ago, who only had seven Pauline yeah. instead of thirteen, he would have put it in there. Yeah, and it would have been the one of the more sure ones. Let's yeah. say, okay. okay. Now, should we include that in the canon? Then it comes from Paul. Now, there's two ways I've seen of going about this. One way of going about it is to say, yes, of course, it was written by an apostle and none less than Paul. Put it in there. And Romans is a is a very uh, difficult book for a lot of people. So if there's something that's going to shed some light on what he previously wrote that we have, then yes, it's of course it should be in there. Um, other people would say, no, 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 that will be an interesting book that Christians should study just like they would Maccabees or the shepherd of Hermes or the shepherd of Hermes. But, but, uh, it shouldn't be. And the reason is because if it was meant to be there, there wouldn't have been uh, 2,000 years of church history where it wasn't in there because right. God is in some degree I mean, in we know. Now, we know. I'm more likely to say put it in. Yeah. First Corinthians references another prior letter to the Church of Corinth that Paul wrote. So it's not... Uh, we know that they wrote other things, but I believe that, that God providentially oversaw the process of canonization mm -hmm. and had we were we to have it, the church would have recognize it as such because they did have go back to the 50s and 60s there were other letters of paul floating around they didn't get preserved for whatever reason but had they they still probably wouldn't have been widely circulated because you know what's you know what's in the second letter to romans it's not explaining chapters 9 through 11 yeah it's gonna be if, something it, else. if it did exist it's like no, I said don't eat that and quit bugging him if he does. <laughs> you know, yeah, but what if it did? It's all say... that. It's all that 
13 through 15. Brethren, I'm writing to you in the name of the Lord Jesus because I see that there's been some confusion about my comments on election and predestination. No, it's not going to have anything to do with that. It's going to have to do with with uh, well what what are the limits of of uh, submitting to the authority because that's what they'd ask about is it going to be about women preachers is that what it's no it's going to be it's going to be what's the stuff about you're a little confused about how much you have to defer to the state and how much you can where it's okay to disobey because you heard peter and john talking about rather obey god and men and so let me clear that up for Mm -hmm. you that honestly would have been more helpful Mm -hmm. they didn't need romans 9 through 11 sorted out they agreed with us already well, now, uh, Nick Quint would be better at answering this question, Kevin, but I, he says here, do you guys think that Second Peter is really written by Peter? Yes. The church fathers thought so, but scholars like Friar R. Brown refer to Second Peter as the most obvious forgery in the New Testament. Well, there's going to be a number of reasons why in any of these cases uh, that, that you would— question a particular author. sure those questions go back to the early church They're, right mean, they were debated that was, that was one of the one of the and and one, one of the of questions the you might ask is yeah. the writing style which of course an amanuensis would explain the writing style yeah. um one of those things is the use of different types of words we've talked about that like i i might have said jesus in my older books and now i might say lord jesus or jesus of nazareth or something but interestingly i'm reworking my book core facts right now and as i'm looking through it i use all kinds of different words within the same book. And, of course, I speak very much differently now than I did then in my writing. And right. so th- those things would be there. Uh, a big reason with Second Peter is because the things that he's addressing are things that were seen as issues that would have been hitting the church later on. And so now whoever's writing this is addressing those things. But, of course, to affirm that, one would maybe need to, say, make a case that Peter can't give uh, prophetic words about what's going to come in the future. Uh, because if you take my position that second Peter was written first and Jude is writing an expository sermon saying what he said was going to happen is happening. Well, then that would explain events like that. So I think it's a big conversation, uh, that could be had and maybe Nick could, maybe we could talk with Nick about it sometime. Sure. So there you go, Kevin. Uh, all right. Uh, is there more Ian to talk, to look at more Ian? Did we finish talking about what we wanted to picking up on the, the, Force thing, he makes this comment that I wanted to throw in there about, about, you know, so Christianity needs more force. Yeah. Right. And then it comes to this. Yeah. Okay, here we go. That's Tim Pool right there. Jesus was like, all right, if you want to kill me, go ahead. And then they killed him. And it's like, no, that's not what you're supposed to do to survive. Well, he was like, they came and got him, and he just was like, no, don't stop them. How about. Okay. Uh, What is happening, Richard? You're gone. Okay, we we we're having technical. Man, you're just not it's, on top of it today. It's not. It's 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 Ian's got me. Ian Ian's gonna up. be like he's like these guys need help. No, have you seen his channel? He doesn't even make thumbnails. It's just whatever goes up goes up. He's he's not. He can't. He he'll understand. I believe. Um, <laughs> he'll be forgiving. He'll be nice and charitable. Yeah, so the, the, the question about Jesus surrendering, you have to think about Jesus' vocation. It could be the case, Ian, that Jesus had a purpose in surrendering and going peacefully. Even when his disciples, uh, namely Peter, wanted to draw a sword and start hacking up some of the uh, mm-hmm. large crowd that came to, to arrest Jesus and he surely would have lost that fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it says a large crowd, and there's 
so they were outnumbered. Um, and that could well have quenched the Christian movement. This is one of the undesigned coincidences, I think, that people like uh, the McGrews discuss. Um, I, I won't be able to do it justice, but you've got the thing where, where Peter cuts the ear off and, and Jesus puts it back on. And then in another gospel later, he's, he's talking about my people aren't here to, you know, it's, it's like it, it wasn't intended to fix that, but it kind of shows some, some, something there, you know, that he's like, we're my people. So the thing about it is the question of it is if they had been a violent people, yeah. If they had, if he had encouraged his people to take up the sword, well, that could have brought an end almost immediately to the Christian movement. Yeah. You know? And what did Jesus say when it wasn't la da 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 da? He was like, if I wanted, I could have 12 legions of angels show up or 13 legions, you know, I could have all these angels show up, right? And, mm -hmm. and deliver me from this. Yeah, I could do that. Yeah, I could do it. I could do that. But the point was not to get out of that the point was jesus had a purpose in his earthly life in his earthly ministry that he was going to offer himself as the sacrificial lamb on behalf of the entire world mm -hmm. and that was to happen on a roman cross it was not just a passive weak surrendering you know as in conceding to give up no that was to take it to the next stage of his ministry mm -hmm. that you know he had prayed in that garden he knew what was coming up mm -hmm. you know and so jesus in his humanity yeah sure he was stressed about it but he knew that he was sent to do the will of the father and that was to be the sacrifice for the sins of the whole world including yours now uh there's some questions coming in about more about uh the issue of uh, canon and how books were selected and how things and we'll maybe we just need to do a show on that pretty okay. soon and do and do that okay is there any more what is the consensus on samurai sword as i'm all about samurai swords they're awesome even even like vendor mall cheap knockoff ones. They just—it's just cool. what it reminds me of. Just what the youth group guys would buy when they go to Gatlinburg. They go to a store <laughs> that has all the swords, and they buy all the swords and whatever. Yeah. All right, passive Jesus is that? No, we're we on. just watched. So, so we're on. Christians are hypocrites. Yeah. I, I know a lot of people that call themselves Christian that yeah. go to church and then they get wasted. True. And like you, your body's a temple, really. Like, is that, that's what? the point of, that's, you, you want to say that you're completely true and that they'll just go like, Again, but, well, no, I don't Christians don't need to point. worship Christ. You don't need to worship Jesus to be a Christian. Does it like, say not to drink like beer in the Bible? No. So yeah, you, you cannot drink to the point of excess. You can't Drunk get drunk, which is to say, yeah, which is to say you can't drink to the point where you are no longer able to make good decisions. Mm. Right. And how yeah, insane, yeah. like, come on, that's like the biggest hypocrite criticism of, of like modern culture people call themselves christian and they destroy themselves like come on well all yeah i mean look there have been hypocrites in the christian faith throughout all of history judas is one of the the first bishops right and he betrayed christ mm. i don't know uh, that's all ancient text stuff man i don't know if it's real or not well why you know this is like lessing's ugly, ugly broad good hold lessing's ugly broad ditch that says well you know the, the problem is those events are so far in the past. It's like there's a great chasm, and that chasm is history between the events of the crucifixion, resurrection, and where we are now. And we just don't have a way to get across that across that uh, chasm. And we're like, says who? Why? 
what just time just we can't know certain things just because time right uh why do you not trust these ancient texts so you don't think we can know anything from ancient texts you know there's just a lot of things there that that don't and especially this you don't have to worship jesus to be a christian what in the world and as far as the alcohol uh and the and the drunkenness and and christians being hypocritical yeah <laughs> yeah the whole point is that we recognize that we are sinners that we are not delivered from sin mm -hmm. it's not hypocrisy if you recognize that what you did was wrong and you repent it's hypocrisy to say i'm never going to do that and then you do that mm -hmm. like like you've talked about um people who want to who, who have a besetting sin that they're trying to deal with mm -hmm. would can that person join the church yes but can the person who refuses to repent and give up and says i'm going to keep doing this but i i want to I want to join the church, but I'm still going to do this. Mm -hmm. That's that's the person you don't let in, right? Right, that's right. Similarly, they a have Christ to be repentant. It doesn't yeah. mean they won't sin again, but they have to. Their yeah. intention is to turn. A from Christian it. may go against what he knows to be right, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, he may get drunk even though he knows it's a sin, right? Um, but he recognizes that he has to depend on Christ, and he needs to repent of that sin. Right, because he recognizes his need for a savior because of this continued sin, right? And 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 sanctification is a process, right? You grow in it, and so, yeah, you hypocrites are everywhere. Well, right? What does it but, mean? But but here's the thing. Here's a, another point to be made. Mm -hmm. A person who gets drunk, right, mm -hmm. yeah. and struggles with alcohol. Mm -hmm. and says it is a sin to get drunk, even though he was drunk two days prior, he is still stating biblical truth, right? That doesn't become false because his inability to live up to the standard doesn't make the standard wrong, right? But I would argue it still makes him a hypocrite. Yeah. But, but, but it doesn't make the standard wrong. You're right. right. Yeah, he, he could gladly say, yes, I was hypocritical there. Yeah. And that was horrible. Yes. I thought you were going to argue that so long as he's consistently saying, as long as he's not saying, I won't ever get drunk or I don't get drunk, then he's not a hypocrite because he knows he will. But I still think it's because the word means like like you're a play actor, right? Like you're, yeah. like you're wearing a mask. You're yeah, we're all part. hypocrites to the. And to, so we do do that. If you yeah. say, Jesus is my Lord, I'm going to do what he says. And then you go get drunk. Uh, then then we could look at you and say, well, well, that's kind of hypocritical because you're 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 telling everyone else they should be a christian and you know part of that is uh you shouldn't get drunk right and now you're getting drunk saying everyone should do like me right <laughs> uh yeah the church is filled with hypocrites which is why they're there right it's a it, it's i recognize that there's a certain level of hypocrisy in all christians mm -hmm. right that's that's a problem but it's a problem that the church that all of us Christians recognize and that we're seeking to deal with in our lives and relying on the Holy Spirit to, to forgive us and then to help us to grow and move on from our sins. Yes. Listen to atheist pastor, Kevin Nontradicath. Yeah. He says sometimes a hip, he's not really a pastor. Sometimes a hypocrite is nothing more than a man in the process of changing. Yeah. And that's good advice. That's yeah. Good, good but way but to think I about mean, it. Kevin, if you haven't voted, you need to go vote yeah. on the version. Hi hypocrites. Is you can find everyone hypocritical about something, 
on some occasion because you can genuinely believe as an atheist mm -hmm. or as a agnostic or as a hippie who likes to trip shrooms or whatever, right? Uh, or DMT or whatever your, your 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 thing is. We don't know what he's doing. We don't know what he's doing. He but you can say coffee. you should always treat people with respect, right? I believe that you should love everybody and treat people with respect. You can be anything in addition to Christianity and affirm that, right? Mm -hmm. And then you go and you be a jerk to somebody, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I thought you wanted to treat everyone with respect. Why were you being a jerk to that person? He didn't do anything to you, and you just sounded off and acted like a jerk. Oh, well, I guess you're a hypocrite. Too. You can always find something, a moment of weakness or a moment where you do not live up to whatever standard you right. hold the yourself to. The whole point to. is we're yeah. not perfect. That's right. the idea is we're not perfect. Right. You know? But Christians recognize that not only are we not perfect, but that we need Christ and the Holy Spirit to help us attain towards perfection. And you, yeah, and Pine Creek would say, you're so needy. You needy Christians that you think you need Jesus and the Holy Spirit to, to live the Christian life. Right, but um, you know how well people are doing without the Holy Spirit on fixing their hypocrisy? Much worse. I would argue much worse. All right. So, um, is that it? No, there's more, believe there's, it or not. There's one, <laughs> there's one, there's one more. Here, I can do it right here. I think. Okay. Uh, th th we're on seven yeah. about hell. Yeah. We're going to talk about hell. Yeah. Okay. Whoop. I was told by a Catholic that I'm going to hell because I don't believe Jesus is the son it of does God. That I was told by a Catholic that I'm going to hell because I don't believe Jesus is the son it of does God. That, that was really fast. He was told that he is going to hell if he doesn't, by a Catholic, <clears throat> if he doesn't believe that Jesus is the son of God. Well, on Christian theology, whatever you understand hell to be, yeah. condemnation, yes. You have to repent. Trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why we have such an urgency about this. Right. Now, that doesn't sound good right. to people who think. But here's it's, the thing. It, it's, it's bad news, but there's yeah. good news. Gospel there's good news. news. The gospel. <laughs> you don't have to go to hell. See, we're all sinners, right? Mm -hmm. But Jesus died on the cross for our sins. And if you put your trust in him instead of, you know, whatever it is that you put your trust in to deliver, you can be rescued from hell. And hell, of course... Hell is about final justice and judgment, right? Mm -hmm. There's a word that 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 uh, is a big word. It's called supererogatory, right? Mm -hmm. That's one of my favorite words. Yeah. So this is God's universe, right? And our sin has made wreaked havoc of it, right? It's as if I walk into your house and start killing your family and trash your place, right? You want something done about that, mm -hmm. right? Um, well, we've trashed God's universe. And he, this is his universe. He sets the standards, right? Right. Now, you can't go to God and say, well, yeah, I did some sins, but look how much better I was than those people's sins, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. Well, you can't go to a judge. Say you robbed a bank here in Evansville. You can't go to a judge and say, yes, but you should let me go, judge, because, yeah, I robbed that bank, but look at all the other banks in Evansville I didn't rob. And there's so many bank robbers that have done far worse than this. Yeah, there's so many people who robbed two banks. 
or you another way to look at it that i've put it before and there's problems with all these analogies if you push it too far but the yeah. notion is like okay we got a guy over here uh let's say adolf hitler because he always we use adolf hitler yeah. and he he owes god to the tune of five billion dollars or something yeah. you know uh and i only i only have sinned enough to owe god for like a hundred dollars so it's not fair well wait a minute just because he owes god a whole lot more or owes some entity a whole lot more some institution doesn't mean that you don't still owe what you owe right, right. You're, you still owe right if we could if all we had to do to get out of debt was to say well there's lots of people with more debt than me oh okay fine yeah. then the only person who would have a debt is the guy at the very end of that line so you can't do enough super irrigatory you can't go over and above and beyond and good things to make up for the bad things because those bad things are still on your record just because you didn't rob 20 other banks didn't mean you didn't rob that one and for anyone who says yeah. well yeah but i'm not a sinner you guys believe in sinners well, you know, I believe that in the in the concept of sin as Christians conceive of it. But what you do think is that you're imperfect. I've never met a person who thinks they're perfect. Right. Or, or have at least caused say harm. so. I've never met a person who has not caused harm to others. Right. Yeah. 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 So we live in a broken world. We're all broken people. We have broken relationships. The main relationship that we've been broken from is a relationship with God. But Jesus Christ died on the cross to wipe the slates clean for all of us because he, only he can... For everyone. For everyone. Every individual. Yeah. Because only as the offended party, you know, God has to have payment. But we are not... Well, justice has to be done. Justice has to be done. Or else it's but not we a good are God. unable to, to, to provide the justice for ourselves. Right. So the offended party takes on the offense himself. Mm -hmm. That's why we have Christmas. That's why Jesus took on the human because the offended party takes on the nature of the offenders. And so the God man, Jesus Christ is able to mediate that for mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. And so that's we the logic of Christianity. And so when someone tells you that if you don't believe that Jesus is the son of God and that he died on the cross for your sins and all that, that you're going to hell, they're no more telling you that to be mean then the Surgeon General is telling you to not smoke cigarettes because it may cause heart disease and lung cancer, right? So if you're upset with the Christian for telling you that, it's as silly as being upset with the Surgeon General for putting a label on a pack of cigarettes. Even if you don't believe it because the person telling you that does believe it. Right. Just like the Surgeon General believes what he believes about cigarettes. And in fact, the atheist uh, comedian... Um, Which one? Ricky Gervais? No. Uh, the he, he works for the do is clown... Uh, I can't think of his name. He anyway, a, he's a clown. Penn and Teller. Uh, oh, Penn. Penn and Teller. Yeah. You know, no, even okay. he said, if you're a Christian and that's what you believe, you, you better should say something. You better tell me about that. Mm -hmm. Even if I reject it, if that's what you believe, you think it's true, then you owe it mm -hmm. to your fellow man to go tell yeah, him. It'd be awful if you didn't. That's what yeah. Will the atheist said um, yeah. on our show. Is so, otherwise, you're a cafeteria Christian, picking and choosing what you want to believe. Now, you said one thing there that I, d I do want to clear up. There are some people who might say it just to be mean or just to get it off their chest or just because they don't know what else to say to you and they're mad. And, well, you're just going to yeah, go to hell. There's, there's crappy people and you and I know plenty of crappy right. Christians. But in principle, when someone go says Go look at Christian that, Twitter. It's awful yeah. people. You know? Now, I understand that the notion of that is is a terrifying and, and uh, horrifying concept. And I think there could be, I, I'm aware that atheists will sometimes make arguments that uh the problem of hell is actually a subset of the problem of evil yeah. is because if you're saying this is true it, it doesn't seem like that makes sense of a loving god and of course then we would just get into what's your understanding of hell and all those kind of things but um i would like to talk to ian about his understanding of hell you know? yeah 
So, but don't be upset with a person for telling you for at a Catholic for telling you what Catholics believe. Now, you could be upset with the idea, mm-hmm. right? I don't like that God would send anyone to hell. We've heard that before, right? I mean, that's that's a common objection. You know, and you try to explain it the best you can. Doesn't mean it's going to ever become more palatable, right? Because no one wants to be held to a standard where they have to rely on someone other than themselves, namely Jesus Christ, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I understand that it's 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 upsetting. My dad, who smoked for forty years, was not upset though when his doctor told him he had lung cancer. He's like, "Yeah, I kind of knew that this was probably going to happen." Right. I chose to smoke three to four packs of cigarettes a day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when he was talking to us about, yeah, God could perform a miracle and heal me of this lung cancer. But why would he waste that on me when I sit there and set myself up for this? Right. Yeah. And, you know, that that's a very wise and mature way of looking at that. But um, well, I still prayed for healing, of course, you know. But but that was kind of his attitude. Is like, why would God heal me? I sit there and but, but put yourself in our fifteen spot. minutes like, to light up. I know that you looking at this might say, well, it's not like cigarettes. Okay, telling someone, okay, you've smoked so many cigarettes that now you're probably going to, uh, you're probably going to. If it looks like I've got evidence to believe that your your health is seriously yeah. in jeopardy. However, yeah. and you got to stop right now. Well, that would be terrifying. It would be traumatic. But the question is, is true? Is it true or not? And I realize that you don't think it's true. You you atheists out there. In fact, I see right now as I'm well, Ian's at, not an atheist. This, but... No, honestly, atheist says the Surgeon General actually does have better evidence for cigarettes leading to lung cancer than any Christian has for the truth of their eschatology. That is the symmetry baker. It, it depends on what you're trying to make uh, equal here. What what we're saying is, here's what I want to say. So from our perspective as Christians, okay, yeah. not making a point about whether Christianity is true, making a point about how we interact. From our perspective as Christians, as, con- as con- theologically conservative evangelicals, we, we do actually uh, think that this is, the, this is reality, right? Now, you don't, but imagine that you had someone who believed that cigarettes were harmful and you had someone who doesn't, Okay. And you and you, the way you would interact with them, you might they might say, "Well, that's horribly mean that you're saying that. How could you ever say that? How could you tell me that my favorite thing to do, and a lots of other people do it? Why are you picking on me that I can't smoke cigarettes?" Yeah, What's my grandmother you? lived yeah. to be ninety-seven yeah, years my old. Everybody knows a grandmother who lived to be one hundred and twenty years old and smoked seven packs of Lucky Strikes without filters. The, Attributed it to the camels, right? right. But, <laughs> the, but but the, but the filterless camel. But it doesn't matter. Look, the, the truth is, if we believe it's true. It's hard to communicate that we want you want to be able to communicate that because we think it's highly important for the people that we love and care about, like the people in our live stream chat, for example, or any old person that we might meet. Um, how, how do you communicate that? Because you think it is incredibly important um, without, you know, in a way that people don't think, well, he's just a jerk. And the fact of it is there are going to be people think that and we just kind of have to be OK about, it, you know. Yeah, but that's not our goal. Shouldn't be the goal of people, you know, to get up in the morning and look for who they can offend with the word of God. It's not. It's not like you're trying to do that, but that may happen. Yeah, in fact, it's an act of love to tell mm-hmm. people, you know, the truth. And if they believe that that's the truth, now as far as evidence of uh, of that, um, well, we believe that if Christianity is true, then the theology that goes with Christianity is also true. So mm-hmm. you know, Jesus affirmed, uh, you know. If you can, once you get the resurrection of Jesus, yet Christianity is true. Now we can debate all the other issues, what's the nature of hell or whatever, but 
everyone agrees that there is a hell, right? Mm-hmm. And so that kind of goes with it, you know. And just because someone can put up um, a 97-year-old grandmother who smoked four packs of filterless camels a day as counter evidence to the Surgeon General's warning, just because people can come up with it. It's anecdotal. Yeah. It's the same thing with, with resurrection, uh, you know, hypotheses that, that are against the resurrection, right? Other competing hypotheses, those all fall by the wayside. So um, it's, it, it's I, I, I don't accept the premise that it, there's better evidence, but you know, um, that, that's, that's autobiography. A couple of things here. Darren says, being a slave to sin sucks. Been there, done that. Absolutely. Well, praise yeah, the there's a conversation I think that they're having about... Um, Seamus had referred to Judas as a bishop, mm-hmm. right? No, he was a disciple. And they were talking about, Kevin was saying, yeah, but Catholics yeah. talk about it this way. Right. The original 12. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jamie Russell says, God healed my diabetes, and I didn't even have to stop drinking my 24-pack of Mountain Dew, Pritchett. Well, please stop drinking the 24-pack of Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew is garbage water. Yes, and for people later who won't see this, I'm going to end the poll now. And I would like to show everyone where the poll stands. Uh, I affirm the virgin birth. 95% of this audience with 61 voting affirm it. No big surprise, but 5%. Somebody can tell me what 50 or what 5%. Let's, let's see that like three people or something. Is that what that would be? Like six would be 10% of 61. So three, maybe something like that. I don't know. Is the math smathing for you right now? I thought I could do it, so I thought I'd impress everyone. Um, all right. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, Derek has a question. Okay. Do you use different types of rhetoric and debate methods when tackling cultural issues with secular people compared to theism issues with believers and non-believers? If so, how? I, I try not to. Now, um, what, I'm typically. What, what does he mean? What do you take him to mean? Do you talk about these things rhetorically differently when you're talking to like the person at the grocery store versus someone in this space? Talking about tactics and, and, and rhetoric. And I assume within rhetoric, you mean tone. Um, Well, on my channel, I know that people coming here have an interest in this stuff to some degree. And in order to, in a shortish video, hit whatever I'm responding to, I probably will be more, I probably will use a little more language and like a little more technical stuff and things like that. But then I would, if I'm talking to a small group at our church that we just started last week, or if I'm talking to someone on a bus, not that I ride buses, but if I rode a bus, don't have anything against riding a bus. I'm not above riding a bus, but if I was on a bus and I was talking to someone, I probably would try to gauge personally one-on-one, like where do they land? Cause you can do that with one person where you can't do it with, you know, right. a thousand. I try to be, I mean, it depends on, I mean, if if I'm talking with other Christians, like, you know, you, you either match or stay right underneath the, 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 the level or tone or heatedness or whatever. Uh, but when I talk to non-Christians, you should, ne- you should never go on. Yeah. Yeah. So some people go so above and beyond that you're not going to match their tone. Like uh, Sonny and Teddy, Teddy mm-hmm. Z at our debate. The thing is, you match the tone of your opponents if they get heated, but don't go beyond that. But if they're so far over the top, you don't want to go near that, right? Because the contrast just makes them look awful, mm-hmm. right? But, I mean, you can match the level of heatedness with your opponent. Um, but when I'm not in a... The, the problem 
with Christians um, is theological debates can get more nasty than talking with regular people on the street, talking to the Ian Crosslands of the world about Christianity. You can have a more easygoing, non-argumentative, non-combative conversation with people uh, outside the faith than you can discuss theological issues with other Christians. Because, uh, and I, I don't know why that is. Now, sure, you encounter hostile non-Christians, too. Mm-hmm. Encounter them all the time. Mm-hmm. But generally, you want to you you want to be as friendly and disarming as you can when you're doing evangelism, right? Um, now they may not let you stay that way, and if there's a if you've dri- driven a crowd, then you get into challenge or post. You need to play to the audience, and that may mean slam down the person you're talking to for the sake of everyone else listening, because you found, if somebody, if you're engaging in, in, in evangelism and you found someone who was wanting you to pick a fight with them so that they could start huffing and puffing, yeah, you need to slay that person for the sake of the audience, just like Jesus did when the Pharisees tried to one-up him and he would shut them down. Yeah, in an so, actual debate, yeah. you, you, you're, you're not so much trying to convince that yeah, person. Yeah, so if they want to turn it into a debate and argue and start huffing and puffing, then then you're that's the same way but when you're dealing with other christians generally i prefer pleasant conversations but um online you're not likely to get that in person it's sometimes better but i've experienced in person is worse than twitter at my one debate with some calvinists so uh you know it's worse than 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 calvinists on twitter so yeah it just all depends you you just got to feel for that but generally when you're talking about uh like tone Never go beyond your opponents, and if your opponents are so over the top, always don't just create a contrast instead. Um, as far as the language that you use, uh, if you're in a more academic setting, use academic language. If you're in a more popular setting, use a popular language. Well, I'll tell you what, folks. This has been interesting. Ian, we sure want you to become a Christian, but we also would just love to talk to you about it. So if you see this, at least let us know in some way. That would really be interesting to us, and of course— We'd, again, be happy to talk about all these things with you. Yeah, just tweet at Brax Hunter. And we don't even have to do it publicly. If you just want to talk privately, we can do that, too. at Brax Hunter on Twitter. Yep, and, uh, yep, that's right. Or you could J.D. Pritchett on Twitter. Or you could leave a comment here. You can email me at Braxton at TrinityRadio.org. And uh, let me say this, folks. I would love it if you all, you know, we never really push anybody to share or like these videos. A lot of times, Slam RN or somebody else in in the comments or in the live chat. But do do something for me. If you do appreciate what we do here, find a video that we have that you like and share it somewhere uh, with people. If you have a sizable YouTube channel, we'd love it if you'd share it on your YouTube channel. That really does help us um, to, to find the audience and, and keep trucking. If you'd like to support what we're doing, you can visit us at patreon.com slash Trinity Radio. And even though I shouldn't be doing this right at the end because everybody will just leave and nobody's listening, um, I would love for you to become a student at Trinity College of the Bible and Theological Seminary, Trinity, S-E-M, that's trinitysem.edu, and just fill out that request for more information. It'd be really awesome because we're in a contest to see if we can get more uh, people say that they heard about us through Trinity Radio than Leighton Flowers. Um, and Leighton Flowers wins like almost every week, and it's annoying. So. Yes, very um, But with that, uh, Slam RN is here saying like, like, like. You can do that too, and share, 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 and subscribe. If you're not subscribed, come on. It makes our day, and it doesn't cost you that much, right? So uh, do that. And with that, we'll see you next time on Trinity Radio.